two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls it too many timeouts. It's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many. And so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. All right, we're back. Mistake. It is week eight in the NFL. Is that, I got that right, right? Week eight. Yes, sir. Week eight. Time is flying. Time is really flying. I think. I don't. I, I don't think last po- last week's podcast posted. I don't. I don't think that happened. But we did record, so I'm still going to count it. We're back for another week. Kyrie <laughs> and Pope, we're here. This one will be posted. How are y'all feeling? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. Um, you know, okay. uh, big big yeah. Thursday night game coming, Kari. Yeah, I guess. You know, Darren, that's interesting. <laughs> big, big Thursday night game. Me and you, Pope. What's happening? Nah, um, that, that is that is a, this this was literally a game I was actually going to travel down to Florida to go to at the beginning of the year, and then I saw how them boys looked, and I was like, nah. I'm not about to embarrass myself. Are we doing a podcast bet now? Are we doing a podcast bet for on that game? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I mean, wow, here's the neither, thing. If neither person wants to do it, that's more reason to do it. Here's the thing, though. Like, I know you're really down on the Bucks right now, Pope. And, you know, that's something we'll discuss further a little bit more in the episode or whatever. But the Ravens are liable to lose any game. Just like they're liable to win any game. That's that's my take from the season so far. Um, We're going – we're alternating wins and losses. So, we're actually on a loss week right now. So, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Yeah, I am completely off of the bandwagon. I've been saying in the group chat for like the last two to three weeks that Tampa should just sell Tom Brady to San Francisco or Miami if Tua gets another injury, whomever, and just punt on the season because they went into this and they just, they just, they formed the wrong roster together, right? They lost a lot of depth and this isn't the right roster to carry Tom Brady right now. He is missing Gronkowski like nobody's business. And it's so apparent he can't do a, a single thing on third downs. I think Tampa has literally the worst run rushing attack in the league right now, 32nd. They're also 32nd in uh, against the run on defense. They're like four of 30-something on third downs. So I am completely out on Tampa. But I was yeah. out on Tampa week one when we did the prediction pod. Like, I was already like, nah, doom and gloom from the start. I mean, that's fair. But I think that's an interesting theory in terms of, uh, you know, you saying like Tampa should punt the season because that's what a lot of people are saying about the Colts and what they did with Matt Ryan. So we can get right into our first question. I have three questions um, that I don't really know what I have the answer to. Um, that's pertains to so far this season. So we're getting right into the first one, and that is Matt Ryan. The Colts bench Matt Ryan, even though they're three, three, and one, half a game out of the last wild card spot. Um, benched him for a six round pick, Sam Ellinger, for the season. Like they said, Sam Ellinger is our starter. So is that a sign of the Colts tanking? Do the Colts actually think Sam Ellinger is better? What What did you guys make of that? I see this as a coach trying to save his rear end. Um, we know that Jim Irsay has had a lot of say in who's playing quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts over the last few seasons, but to give it to Sam Ellinger, who played, I don't, I don't even know how many snaps he's played. I remember he was in a quarterback competition with like Jacob Eason 
like a year ago, right in the preseason, and it didn't look good. He wasn't right. that great at Texas. I remember him playing in preseason. That's I will say, I will terrible. say to his credit, I will say to his credit, he looked a lot better this preseason. I'll give him that for whatever it's worth. I don't even. Yeah, but the throw meant in the middle of the season. That's he's a, a little crazy. He's a six round pick. He's a six round pick from last that. week. I mean, not that Matt Ryan was doing great, but he to me, the Colts, their their policies this year have been. Jonathan Taylor looks human again. I mean, the offensive line. And Shaq Leonard has basically not played. Well, I don't think – the defense has actually been fine for the most part. Like, I have no real complaints to the defense. And in terms of Jonathan Taylor, it's a, to me it's more so of an offensive line problem. Like, you know, the Quentin Nelson contract all of a sudden looks very bad. Uh, I mean, letting go of Eric Fisher. Yeah, letting go of Eric Fisher for Matt Pryor looks very bad. Like they had to move Braden Smith back to right tackle because he couldn't make it at ta- or right guard, excuse me, because he couldn't make it at tackle. Like those sort of things are just like, and then you couple on the fact that you have a super immobile quarterback, you know, in general. Uh, those are the things I'm looking at. So I don't know. I'm just curious because I can see it going both ways in terms yeah. of the whole thing. Like we want to see because two losses, three losses in a row. Like you're now looking at a top five pick with how jumbled up things are, or two or three wins the other way. Now you're looking at a firm playoff spot. You know what I mean? So I mean, I I see Sam Ellinger like the way he played at Texas in college, right? Is it's pretty much Taysom Hill. Like that's what Taysom Hill was trying to do. He was like this big, physical dude that can run, he can pass, but like he doesn't do anything great. So I mean, I'm intrigued to see it. Um, I do think there is some correlation between Matt Ryan and Tom Brady by just having so much analytics and tape against them that teams are using it to their advantage. And my example was there's like this crazy stat about Tom Brady not handing the ball off to run to the right side of the offensive line. He's just way more comfortable turning over his left shoulder and handing the ball off that way. So whenever there's a, a perceived run situation, they all crash the left side of the line. And I think Matt Ryan has almost that same premise. Like, he just has so much tape. There's so much analytics against him that it's easier to play him. And the same breath is also, like, at some point, you kind of had to bench Matt Ryan as well. I mean, he was playing terribly. He was leaves the league in turnovers. He's liable to lose you a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how often he was turning the ball over. Just He's also second right now in passing yards, if you care about that stat. I don't. I mean, he's always, like, top five in passing yards. Like I said, I've said it for a while. I think Matt Ryan has been washed for a couple of years. His arm has been terrible for the last, like, two or three years at least. You know, I've never really understood the trade for Matt Ryan. He wasn't really – He. I mean, as you can see, he's not really an upgrade over Carson Wentz. So I'll pose this question to Rodney. I know know Matt Ryan is hurt, but I'll pose this question to Rodney. I will, will just say very quickly that I am much more happy with Matt Ryan than I am Carson Wentz so far. I just will say that, but continue. My question is, they have made this switch to Sam Ellinger on the week the Colts played the Commanders. If this was the Chiefs or the Bills coming to town, do they make that same change? I know they said Matt Ryan is an injured shoulder, wink, wink, but all everybody healthy, if this is a game they have to win, do they keep Matt Ryan, or do you think they still pivot to Ellinger? I mean, to be honest, I think, I think that this is a game. I think that, I mean, I think this is a game. I think that every game. Yeah, I think every game. At I mean, this, I mean, I don't think that they feel like not in that division. Well, you just got swept by the Titans, so you, you lost the tiebreaker out there, and they're looking better. Like it's not like okay. this isn't the NFC South. Like the Titans actually look all right. 
You know what I mean? So it's like you actually have a team. And the Titans just saw Tannehill get injured. They might have had Malik Willis <laughs> playing for half of these games. And they're I mean, only a game ahead of you. They're four and two. Well, two games ahead because one of the tie and two that they swept us. So anything that's yeah. saying, you know, but nonetheless, I don't know. I just part of me. I mean, I, I see it. I, I just I just don't think football has the culture of tanking, especially not even halfway through a season. Like nah. there's so much less guarantees. Like these guys are risking so much out there. So to say they're going out there to risk a concussion, but to lose on purpose. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't think the coaches and players are wired that way. Now, I will say, with that being said, like, does that mean Sam Hellinger is going to be good or is that they're making the right decision, like, that he's the best chance for them to win? Like, that certainly is not a guarantee. But also, and I do think also that it's financial because there is a clause in terms of next year's contract where if Matt Ryan is injured and can't make the roster due to injury, like, all of his contract is guaranteed next year versus half of it if he gets released prior to that. So that's a part of it as well. But mm-hmm. business decisions also, are being made. No, business decisions are being made, but also at the same time, I just can't see, you know, in week eight, even if the owner wants them to tank, as we saw with the Dolphins, with Steven Ross, that doesn't mean that they're going to tank, as we saw with Brian Flores in the Dolphins just a year ago yeah. in terms of what the ownership wants because they're not in what these players and what these coaches are actually wired to do. So I think if Sam Ellinger is any sort of decent, I actually think the Colts are going to be in, like, us against the world, blah, 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 all those football yeah. cliches. Nobody believed so in us. Nobody believed in He's us. He's picked a Our, good week, you know, for him to uh, start. That's what I mean. Like, I, don't, I just don't like the, I don't I don't know. Like the idea of throwing him in in the middle of the season. You know, week eight. He so, I mean, I was going to say, I, I, don't, I don't believe it's too early for me for the tank thing. I really think Frank Reich is coaching with his back against the wall. I think, mm-hmm. I to that point, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it makes it to one of my main points as well, is that I think Frank Reich had a big hand in this decision to separate himself from Chris Ballard. Because at the end of yeah. the year, if this season doesn't get worked out, somebody's getting fired. Yep. And it's going to be... He's going to fall on the sword. He, I mean, well, fall on the shield. He's like, let me go out on my own accord. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's like, I'm not going to get tied down to Matt, Chris Ballard. Maybe Jim Mercer has some say, but ultimately Chris Ballard makes a decision on who's playing quarterback, who's making these trades. And so Frank Rice is, one, pretty much shitting on Chris Ballard, saying, look at how bad of a decision he made. Like, this is, look at the hand that he dealt me. You know, I think that's also a big part of it as well. And so I do think that Frank Reich, to some degree, even if he isn't 100% confident, I think that there's a world where he sees something to where, I can at least do something different with this offense that gives us a chance to win that Matt Ryan. We doesn't. saw we saw that in season with the Colts on HBO and Frank Wright was, you know, I don't want to say best friends, but he really he really messed with Wentz. Like really right. did. They I mean, that was his guy. And even when Wentz got traded, half the team was like, huh? Like, what are we doing? Like, we're trading? Yeah. I think so, it was a big common misdeception that like the team hated Wentz. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I think I think overall everybody was disappointed of how it ended, but like yeah. Wentz was because Wentz, what he got COVID and then they just like bottomed out right the last yeah. like three games. But I don't think nobody in that building besides Ursa wanted Wentz gone. Yeah, it was just Ursa. <laughs> so <laughs> and, and he he pushed the button, and I, I mean, hey man, now we're dang from Lux retirement just to Philip Rivers to Jacoby Brissett to Wentz to Matt Ryan. Yeah. Like, this is. It's- it's so sad because every time we 
the Colts lose to the Titans, and this will be the last thing I say before we move on. You know, lo- lose to the Titans, get swept by the Titans, and it just I'm just like, damn, Andrew Luck was 15 and 0 against the Titans. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Sorry, brother. 15, 15 and 0, and now here, now here we are getting swept by Ryan Tannehill. Uh, all right, next question. Enough about the Colts. Uh, which New York sports team, f- football team, excuse me, are you putting more respect on? Not obviously Buffalo doesn't count. The Jets or the Giants? Giants this six is and tough one. For me. Jets five and two. Both have quarterback issues. Both are winning in unconventional ways. I mean, I would say that they both have some pretty quality wins, especially the Jets, low key. I don't know about the. I think the only impressive Giants win so far has been the Ravens. Um, to just kind of jump into it. Because they, they lost to the Jets and the Cowboys. Or the Giants lost to the Cowboys, yeah. They beat the Jets, actually, week one. Yeah. Um, But to answer your question, man, I know the Giants are 6-1, and one, but they've had a pretty cake schedule. Now, I do like uh, Brian DeBall. I like him a lot. Uh, but, one, I can never be sold on the team with Daniel Jones as quarterback. Um, I'm just simply not a fan. I like the Jets. They had they show a lot of heart. Um, I don't really like Zach Wilson, but the offense looks, I mean, obviously better than, you know, Joe Flacco was head of the offense. Um, they have some pieces. I think Robert Sala's defense is definitely coming together. Um, Sauce Gardner is pretty much a shutdown corner, you know, for the most part. He hasn't played anyone too crazy yet, but, you know, he's doing, he's shutting down his assignments. I I'm, think I'm going to go with the New York Jets. I'm going Big Blue here. Um, I I think Big Blue is literally the Jets in about two years, just minus the Sauce Gardner part. Like, Brees Hall is basically Saquon Barkley. Like, Daniel Jones is basically Zach uh, Wilson. Like, it's it's so weird how their team is oddly, like, the same. But I'm looking at the Jets schedule. I'm looking at the Giants schedule. And I'll put more respect on who the Giants have faced and beat. Uh, versus the Jets right now because the Jets have pretty much crumbled to every team that's actually good this year that they played. Um, but I just I I don't trust Zach Wilson worth nothing worth nothing. Um, I like Sauce Gardner. Salah's okay, but Brian Dable. I mean, those guys are running through walls for their coach. Uh, they run the football. They play defense. I'm going to take Big Blue. I don't know, man. They haven't really – I don't see them crumpling to any team. They, they only lost to they being the Jets, the Ravens, and the Bengals. They got um, they got beat down by the Ravens. You know yeah, but mean? that was week one. And then so, that was Joe Flacco playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I'll, it's I'll kind of a it. different team now. To be honest, I like Joe – I mean, I know they're winning with Zach Wilson at quarterback, but they're not winning because Zach Wilson is the quarterback. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. like, I'll Joe Flacco, to me, ran a better Jets offense. Yeah, low key. what Zach Wilson is doing. And now Brees yeah. Hall is injured for the year. So now you have James Robinson and Michael Carter that's supposed to equal the Brees Hall effect. And, I mean, I like him, but if you really paid attention to what Brees Hall has done over, like, the last three weeks, he's been incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And Saquon is doing the same thing. Like, Saquon is putting that offense on his back, man. I, I put a stat out there earlier that I saw on Twitter. The Giants right now do not have a single receiver that has more than 200 yards total for the entire season right now. We are eight games in. That is insane. And I don't think that's sustainable. 
I think I don't know. I just, I really don't believe in the Giants, man. I, I like I like what the Giants are doing, man. They're beating they're beating to me better teams. Um, I they and they're like I said, they're just playing a lot faster for their coach and their defense. Yeah, you may not recognize a lot of the names, but the Adoree Jacksons, the Leonard Williams, like they're getting the job done. Um, they got wins over the Titans. They got they beat the Packers, obviously, a surging Jaguars team, Ravens, Bears, even the Panthers. Like, and this is Baker Mayfield Panthers, so don't get that. You know, it wasn't that impressive, right? But um, I'll take I'll take Big Blue. I like what they're doing. Ronnie, what do you think? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm about to break the tie and go Giants as well. Uh, I mean, if I have to pick, I'm going to take Daniel Jones over Zach Wilson and not even really think twice about it because at least I know Daniel Jones is going to run. He's just like, you know, you want to talk Wilson about – I mean, a little bit. He's not getting 100 yards in a touchdown. Like, Daniel Jones is, like, running. Like, he's, like yeah. – like, oh, yeah. Honestly, honestly, like, not even trying to be hyperbolic, he's, like, the closest thing to Josh Allen that's not Josh Allen. Yeah. Like in terms, especially when you when it comes to running, like they're, body they're not dudes six four, mm-hmm. yeah, body type, like taking hits, like he's not really sliding much, like he's getting all he wants all those yards, like and you know I think and keep in mind the Giants don't have really any wide receivers right now, like Kadarius Tony, I don't even think is played for the most part, right? He he out. Robinson, out. Robinson out. He just he's he's yeah he's been okay. He played last week. He had six ten. Kenny Galladay doesn't exist. Well, yeah, they're, he, they're throwing David Seals and Darius Slayton out there. Like yeah, and, the and Jets Jacob, have Corey Davis and Elijah. They have so much talent wide receiver. They told Elijah Moore to stay home, and Zach Wilson still can't put it together. A good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm concerned about Zach Wilson at the end of the day. So I like I'm, I'm going go as well. I mean, yeah, I like Solace, Solace answered a, a lot of questions. A lot of people <laughs> like were talking I like yeah. Sauce and I like Quentin Williams. That's I like Quentin Williams. Yeah, they, now they got some dogs on the defense. They have a, a pretty good D line. Okay. <laughs> no, not I do. I mean, but the I Giants. Got, I don't. I don't Giants hate it, right? <laughs> Giants got dudes too. I like. You I know? like the Giants have Kayvon Thibodeau, and they got Leonard Williams. Yeah, Leonard Williams is just is really. Adoree really Jackson good. has been pretty decent in uh, coverage this year as a corner, and he's been man across the board. Um, Tony Jefferson was even playing meaningful snaps for the Giants before he got injured. Shout out to Tony Jefferson, man. Yeah. Tony, good dude. That's what I'm saying. So I to be all right. So to wrap this up, I guess we got two to one with Big Blue, but um, but I just also the NFC Big Blue has more of a chance to make some noise versus uh, the Jets and going into that AFC buzzsaw if they actually do make the playoffs. Oh yeah, it's gonna be rough for the Jets in the playoffs, but completely. Yeah. I like what they're building. No, that's fair. assuming right. they make the playoffs. No, it's too early. Yeah, they probably yeah. I mean, they they probably should low key, but they're in a playoff spot right now. But yeah, we'll see. It's it's a long season to go. We're almost halfway. Yeah. So last question: uh, Which team? And this is you know I guess conflicting for Pope. This is Super Bowl pick and his favorite team, Bucks <sighs> or Packers. Which team is in more trouble? And I guess you can really relate to which quarterback. Maybe you're more worried about both. Uh, but you gotta pick one. <laughs> you gotta pick one. I'm uh, Tampa, Tampa's in more trouble. Yeah, without question. Even, even in a weaker division, even in a division that they're leading. <clears throat> yeah, because the entire division is a quarterback away. All the teams in the NFC South had good teams. They just have bad quarterbacks. And Tampa's the only one with a good quarterback, and they have a, a aging. You know, Todd Bowles even said it. You know, they're still living off the Super Bowl right now. Like guys, got to get their heads out of their butts. But if you can't play, you can't play, man. 
I, I just put it that way. I think uh, personally, Tampa is taking too much of their coaches' identities. And when they were with BA, they were confident. They were they were kicking ass, right? They got with Todd Bowles, and he's Mister Nonchalant. And I think they're carrying that onto the football field. Yeah, and, it's just not looking good for the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, you when you lose to two back-to-back one-win teams with PJ Walker and Kenny Pickett slash Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, like it's never going to look good, right? But uh, Tampa right now is in a terrible spot because they don't have a quarterback of the future. Kyle Trask is trash, um, who they took. And they've been punting on drafts in the last, like, two straight years trying to get special teams depth instead of building their actual team together because everybody wants to play with Tom Brady, so they were saving all of that stuff for all these old veteran free agents that can't play no more. Looking at you, Logan Ryan. And... You know, they just they they had the wrong guys resign because they were a part of the building. Like, I don't know. Tampa to me is just they they didn't build for the future. They're not built for now. And they need to pray Gronkowski changes his mind and come out of retirement or the season's cooked and you need to trade Tom Brady ASAP. Oh, absolutely not. What do you think? What would you get for Tom Brady in your opinion? Like what is it doesn't the matter. It doesn't matter at this point. You have, who's even the backup? Who's the backup? Blaine Gabbert and then Kyle Trask. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bruce Arian guys, right? The, he likes these freaking – Does Tom Brady have a no-trade clause or no? He doesn't have a no-trade clause? No, Tom Brady redid his deal. So he was trying to leave to go to the Dolphins this offseason. Tampa blocked it. So that's why he said he was going to retire, thinking Tampa was going to fill the quarterback. They said, no, we'll just wait for you. And then he realized they weren't going to, like, let him walk. So he came back and redid his deal. And it's a one-year deal, expires at the end of this year. We cannot tag him. We cannot um, transition tag or franchise traditional, uh, nor can we trade him without his approval. And to me, I mean, there's, there's a couple of teams, right? John Lynch initially, before Tom Brady even went to Tampa, was calling – uh, the Patriots and Tampa to try to get Tom there in San Francisco before Jimmy G was even the thing there. So you still got San Fran as an option. Uh, Vegas, the Raiders wanted them. Dolphins, if Tua's not Tua. I mean, there's a couple of teams, honestly. The Jets. I'm sure the Jets would love Tom Brady over Zach Wilson right now. I don't know. I, my worry is if I'm another team is how long are you like you know, were you giving up for Tom Brady? How long is he going to play? You know, oh, it's just this year. Personal, Tom Brady yeah, is not playing. This year. He's this year. So you're so a team that's changing your entire team chemistry for Tom Brady, who's on yes. the way out. Yes. I don't know. Because Tom Brady's right now, he's not the problem with Tampa. Like, he's not technically the problem. I'll just yeah, put yeah. it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like, he know. hasn't really lost a step. Yes, it, mid-season to learn a new system and all that stuff is weird. Heck, Maybe New England wants him back. He knows the system. So I I think about where his guys are, right? New England, they have a spot. The Vegas technically has his offensive coordinator. What if they just don't like Derek Carr no more? That's not not Josh McDaniels guy. I don't know. I I feel you. I I mean, if I'm Tampa, there there is nothing ahead of you but a wild card exit at, at, like, best right now. So... What's the point? Punt the season, man. Suck, 
So you can end up at a shot at one of these young boy quarterbacks that's in now, college look, right now. These football folks do not tank, bro. This is not I, so. <laughs> yes, that's true because of coaches and all that stuff. But first year head coaches typically get a little more rope that they allow them to tank. And I watched this firsthand with Lovey Smith when he got to Tampa because what he used to do was he would play his starters until the second half and then sub everybody out week 15, 16, and 17. So the starters miraculously started to just not play. And then teams beat us. And that was the year that we were trying to get Jameis. So I call it what teams don't really tank, but at the end of the season, when there's really nothing left to play for, they get a little creative and try to quote unquote get some other guys game tape so they can go to their next teams and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen instances of that happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's like, not going to initially be like, we're going to call 60 runs that aren't going to work just so we can lose this game. Like, that's not going to happen, right? They get creative in football. Oh, this guy has a hamstring injury, right? They'll just say anything. Well, what's your pick, Rod? We gave ours. We're both Bucks. You both said you both said Bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And well, also, I, I just want to. Add on something real quick. Earlier, Pope said that you guys were the worst uh, rushing offense in the league, which you are. But I actually read earlier that you're on pace to be the worst rushing offense in history. So, yeah. Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich are running on first and 10 every single time. It's so telegraphed. It's ridiculous. And not only that, and not to not to keep this going, but not only is he always running on first and ten, like always, he's also running with like four tight ends on the field and like one Chris Godwin who's on one leg already. So they, they're getting absolutely blown up in the backfield. And Leonard Fournette's got happy feet because he thinks he can break an ADR run and he won't just put his head down and get the five yards. It's ridiculous. Bring yeah, back Bruce Arians, man. Todd Bowles yeah. and Byron Leftwich are not it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the question because if we're talking about just for this year, then I think it's the Packers and it's not even close. Uh, if we're talking about this year, just for one, I mean, as as I mentioned a little bit, the Bucks don't even have to be good to make the playoffs. Like they can win nine games and probably win that division this year. And you know, Atlanta's on our heels. Okay. Again. I'm not. They have three wins. We got three wins. Okay, that's that's fine. I'm a lot less worried about Atlanta being on the hills and trying to catch the Vikings that are are already five and one right now. Say what you want about the Vikings, but that's they're three games back with a loss to the Vikings already. So that's a much higher hill to to climb, no matter how you want to slice it uh, in terms of the situations. Like even if both teams will be in the wild card, Tampa and Green Bay. Well, Tampa should win the division. I'm expecting Tampa to still win the division because they have a good defense still. But and and Atlanta's just not that good. Like they're they're not they're they're not bad. They're certainly not bad. But let's they're not playing like inspired Mark's, football right now. Okay, like Mark, they still Mark like Mariota is still worse than Tom Brady. Like they still have a worse quarterback than than the Bucks. That's like, true. So okay, that's what I'm saying. That, that's true. They have a if better play caller though. We're talking about and they have this a year running game right now. The Packers, <laughs> the Packers just have a much higher hill to climb, and I feel like their problems are less likely to be solved because they lost. Devontae Adams and none of those dudes are replacing Devontae Adams. You can tell Aaron Rodgers trusts none of those dudes except sometimes Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. Uh, basically you know, Aaron Jones. And, and, and Aaron Jones. Yeah, Alan Lazard fades out to Aaron Jones. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Alan, 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 it, Lazard, Alan Lazard just got injured. Who knows if he's even going to play week eight in a must-win game going to Buffalo when they're three and four. 
might go three and five. Like, what? Like, it's not. And so I, I would have, I would have flipped it. Like, their, my their, their defense is a lot worse this year as well. I think the Packers' defense has been very underwhelming relative to what people expected. Yeah, um, sure but I will say, if you're talking like in three years or even next season, you know, they still will have Aaron Rodgers unless he just like retires or something. But I think this is it for Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna say, up. like, my only the only a three year fully guaranteed. Well, like you would have to really piss him off, right? Well, right? he's like he. I mean, look, we saw Kyrie sit out a year, and, and to me, those are two similar guys. <laughs> so I think they're they're both. Uh, it's very. I, I don't think it's out of the question to say Aaron Rodgers will retire if Ayahuasca like, Bros. Look, man, I'm just saying it's <laughs> not out of the question. That's not that you know he's on his Kyrie. He is the Kyrie of the NFL. See, I would have uh, flipped it. My personally, I think Tampa is in way more trouble this year because their defense is just awful and the running game is awful and tom brady is diving every any after like two seconds in his head he's diving on the floor because he knows he's about to get sacked but yeah aaron Rodgers has a three-year fully guaranteed deal for 50 million dollars per season that's why i say long term i'll be so scared to be a green bay packers fan right he doesn't look happy at all aaron Rodgers is like he's showing up to the press conference in a robe like like a bathrobe, like not even like. A, Why did get so weird? Like I think this kind of came out of nowhere. Man. I mean, that's I t- true. He but broke he up get... with Danica Patrick, and then he went on this ayahuasca like summer, and he's like Look, dating. Man, all you gotta do Eric is go get, readers. go get Aaron Rodgers, the number one receiver, and he'll start acting right again. That's that's all. He's that kind of guy. Like this they has nothing had to George do. Pickens, man. Could've. Well, I mean, they could have. I'm just saying, like, <sighs> like the Packers' problems to me are a lot more simple long-term, assuming Aaron Rodgers is there. I'd much rather have Aaron Rodgers than 20 other starting quarterbacks, no matter what you want to say. The guy still just won two MVPs back-to-back a year ago. So that's relative to the, you know, if Tom Brady retires, now i got to figure out how I'm going to fill this hole so Blaine Gabbert's not starting. Like, I'd rather have a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers it's, than fucking Blaine Gabbert. Uh, well, so, Blaine Gabbert won't be here next year. He's not okay, Kyle but who's, guy. But, it's Kyle Okay, Trask. but we saw with the Colts. We saw with the Colts. It's not easy to just go find or just go find somebody like or trade for somebody. On, that's why I say tank. Okay, but even still, these first round quarterbacks are no guarantee. It's hard to find someone. Period. Like you can look at oh, last yeah. year's. You know, none of these quarterbacks are panning out that people tank for. Or, I like or this bad year's for class. Last year. You got you got Bryce Young. You got Caleb Williams. You got a lot of like decent quarterbacks in this year's class. I mean, it's not yeah. Like, I suppose not like, it's not like this is the year with Shador Sanders and we're like, oh, is Deion right. good? Wow, like, I don't that's, know. That's, that's, that's anti-black. On that anti-black note, <laughs> I know for real, bro. What? On that anti-black note, we're gonna that's take probably, a break. We're, we're gonna have to call down after too. that one. <laughs> out of all the quarterbacks in the nation, the list, the man's what came for, for real, bro. That's State crazy, TV. bro. Very nasty work. We're gonna have to take a break, regroup, and come back for locks and picks because that was that was sick. He threw five TDs the other day, bro. This is exactly what Kanye was talking about. This is exactly what Kanye. You talk about the black people, don't nobody say nothing. But then, man, look, I, I, we I listed have to, we like four black quarterbacks before I got the Shador. Nah, nah, we're gonna have to take a break. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, we're back. You know, we're gonna move on, ignore what Pope said, get, get right into these picks. Um, last week, you know, I was 0 2. The Ravens did win. I did pick the Ravens to win. However, they did not cover. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Um, and then I also picked the Colts, you know, a biased pick. Nonetheless, they disappointed me. Um, Matt Ryan had you Matt juiced. Ryan, yeah, Matt Ryan got benched for it. 
good off with his head you make my pick wrong off with his head i i, <laughs> I feel that energy. a ruthless so, king you are exactly and I, sam ellinger take note uh so we're here it's week eight i'm gonna i'm gonna go first um I'm actually, you know, to be honest, I'm I'm pretty tempted to take the Colts again, but I won't. That's my favorite. Wow. I was tempted. I'm be honest. I feel like anytime you get a quarterback in there that they don't have any tape on, like I feel like you have an advantage at least for one week. And it's also just a just especially like, the commanders. commanders, especially out of all the teams like yeah. on the road, Commanders, Taylor Heineke. Like honestly, you know, I feel like if Jonathan Taylor was just taking wild card wildcat snaps back there at QB, they might still win. Um, <laughs> But I'm actually going to go with a line that's moved to even, but I'm going to count it as a favorite. And I'm going to go with this Thursday night game. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do that to the Ravens. I was going to do that to the Ravens. I'm not going to do I'm sorry. I'm not going to do I'm not going to do it to the Ravens. Uh, I won't do it to the Ravens. I'm going to go back to the AFC South, but not the Colts. This team's on the road. They're getting two points. All I got to do is beat the Texans by a field goal. I'm going to just have to ride with the Titans. They showed me something last week. I understand that, you know, Ryan Tannehill's hurt. He may or may not play. Even if Malik Hooker's in there, I think it'll be fine. Like, this line is so short that, um, you know, it's basically just win the game. You know, win by three. Like, I think the Titans can pull one out against a Texans team that has scored nine touchdowns, I believe, all season. I think, is that is that correct? Uh, offensive touchdowns? like They're in the a, bottom of the league in scoring yeah. in general. Yeah, exactly. So this will be a low-scoring game, and I think that, you know, the Titans can pull it out by three or maybe even a touchdown. Like, I'm not – you know, the Texans are not good at stopping the run. So this is this is just a recipe for the Titans to win 14 to 10 or something. You know what I mean? Like, just an ugly game. Now, if this was a field goal or more, I wouldn't touch it. But less than a field goal, um, I feel very good. I will say my honorary pick that won't officially count, but – maybe I'll actually consider changing is the 49ers over the Rams. Similar logic, very short line, even though they're on the road. 49ers own the Rams. We all know Kyle Shanahan owns McVay. So if somebody wants to take that pick, you know, I guess it's still valid. Up just, in that man head. Just, just know I'll be taking that pick. I'll be taking that game in real life. You know, even um, if it's not my official podcast pick, uh, that'll be a game I bet on in real life. So, well, the, since the, you mentioned it, uh, that it was my pick, actually. I was taking the 49ers over the Rams. Um, the Rams are at home, but they don't have home field advantage. Um, I think every 49ers at Ram games that I see, is the, the field is just flooded with red jerseys, you know what I'm saying, the stadium or whatever. Um, like we said, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. It's consistent. Um, I think the 49ers are going to have more juice coming next week. I'm expecting Christian McCaffrey to have a better game, be a little bit more acclimated. Um defense, I think they're going to shut the Rams down. I think Cooper Cup is going to be Cooper Cup regardless, but, you know, they don't really have a whole lot going for them offensively aside from Cooper Cup for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking 49ers over the Rams. Well, I guess that leaves me, and I would be doing the whole podcast and our listeners a disservice to speak about Tampa for like 30 minutes today and not go against them so i'm taking <laughs> the ravens to as my um i think the line moved all right so let me know if you guys have seen the same thing i'm seeing the ravens plus one no nah, i see ravens minus one and a half 
Yeah, I th- I've seen it like pick them pretty much, just like pick either team. So it's going either or. I'm on Sportsline, or they're looking at like Caesars and stuff. So Caesars right now has the Bucks as a, a negative one, and the Ravens as a plus one. So I guess the but earlier this week the Ravens were one. So how do we want to do this? Because they were going to be my lock. I let you uh, go with it. I mean, like Ronnie yeah. said, it's like a it's like whatever. It's pretty much okay. a pick. Like, if you want them to be, I will let the Ravens or Bucks qualify as a lock or upset. Like, so that'll be my lock. Person. I got the Ravens as the lock. They're going to come to Tampa. Lamar is going to run crazy. I don't. I mean, Devin White is going to attempt to run a bunch of stunt blitzes, and then Lamar is just going to sneak out the back door. Um, Tampa just oh. let Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard get like 200 yards rushing. So like I I have Doe Edwards looked all right. And Gus Edwards is back. And and Gus Bus is here to stay, man. And yeah, no I JK Dobbins for the next few weeks. So like it's just Gus. It's just Gus. Yeah. A little Kenyon Drake here or there, but yeah, a lot of Gus. Yeah, man. So I'm yeah, gonna take the Ravens um, between three uh running backs last game, actually. So. I, I would feel a lot more confident if Rashad Bateman was playing. To be honest, but I think that's I think still up is. in the air right now. I think he is. What about what about Humphrey? I saw he's questionable as well. No, I think Humphrey's I think it's a short week. Um, they're just giving him. They're going. They're going to stick Marcus Pete. Well, no, because that's Humphrey's side. Mike yeah, Evans is going to be on the up. left side, so he'll be over there with uh, Humphrey on. But the rest of Tampa's wide receiver core is like it's Godwin on one leg. They've already ruled out Russell Gage. Julio may be back, but he has a partially torn PCL. We don't have a tight end on the roster that can catch it. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. This offense looks terrible, man. So I, I, I personally think the Ravens are going to like this. This would be one of those cut this off at halftime type of games. I hope so. I feel like this is like some type of reverse. Like yeah. luck thing that you're trying to do as no, a Buccaneers. No, like, absolutely. You not. sacrifice the podcast pick for the real life game victory, something nah, like that. I, I see. I know you both. So nah, is that I don't even. I don't even believe in bad juju or nothing like that. I think Tampa <laughs> is terrible right now, personally. Like just personally, and the Ravens. To be honest, I mean they've been up in almost every single game they played this year. They just can't bring it together for four quarters. They crumble in one quarter. So. Uh, once they get out to that lead, I don't see Tampa crawling back. If they couldn't, they they didn't score a point or a touchdown against Carolina. Like, what else do we need to see from Tampa to say that they're cooked, man? I'm I'm off of it. <laughs> well, I guess we right, fair it. enough. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, the Ravens, another team that I will be putting real life money on. Uh, come tomorrow, I will be there locked in. No, real real life happen, money. Man. Hey, rent's doing a week. I'm gonna have some, <laughs> I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have some statements, Kyrie. If they don't come tomorrow, let's know. Don't talk to me. Talk to nah. John Harbaugh, brother. Look, Ronnie's gonna be recording the pod live from my house next week. <laughs> like, live, live from Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> me and the pigeon guy. Yeah, facts. Me and this fucking pigeon. All right, let's see. Uh, the upsets here. I mean, the Ravens, I guess, could technically qualify, but that's like, kind of like cheating. I won't, I won't, I won't do that. Danger uh, Russ is on the road in yeah. London. Yeah, I'm definitely London. not doing that. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't think the Jaguars are good. Like I thought they were good, but maybe yeah, I thought good. so too. But yeah, 
like that. They fooled me. Nah, they yeah. nah, they 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 go to London every year. They they bosses over there. I'm not. Oh yeah, London is that oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. like that. Like they, that's like their annual trip. Like I'm sure they have a fucking London routine. By well, now. Shad Khan said he might move the team over there. He's like, ah, yeah, you know. Either way, like they fucking went London. Like all the like, there's players who've literally been on that team for four years and have gone to London sports for years. Like, oh, man. they know they know the vibes in London. So I'm expecting them to win that game. Uh, and Russ got a hamstring. He's doing calisthenics on the plane. Like, definitely not. Those <laughs> the are not memes the that have come from that have been hilarious. Yeah, definitely don't though. need those vibes at all. Um, I'm actually gonna go with a New York team that we discussed earlier. Um, Big Blue, or you going Gang Green? I love the, the yeah. colors. Like both. Yeah, yeah, I like the colors too. And my initial pick was Jets, but I do think that the Patriots will bounce back, especially against the Jets, like Bill Belichick got something for the Jets and Zach Wilson. Those young quarterbacks, Bill Belichick would be doing something too. So I'm going to actually go with the Giants as my upset pick. Um, just because, like, what, they're 6-1 and one and they're, like, the disrespect is is a lot. Like, they I, – I learned my lesson with the Ravens game. I thought the Ravens were going to win, and they showed me – they showed me a lot uh, that game. The, the, the fact that the Jaguars were favored were, was a disgrace – uh, and the fact that the Seahawks are getting the same line that the Jaguars got. So Vegas is saying that the Jaguars and the, and the Seahawks are the same caliber of team. They're getting the same line against the Giants. Uh, doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm just going to have to ride the Giants until they, until they lose. Like, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Giants. Um, I'm actually going with the other New York team. Uh, Gang I kind of, yeah, I kind of amped them up a little bit earlier. I kind of like this uh, Jets team, man. Like, I like this defense. I think, I think you are correct that Zach Wilson's going to have a rough day, but I think they've been putting Zach in situations where he doesn't really have to throw the ball about it. We don't know who's going to start for the Patriots, you know, at quarterback. It could be uh, Mac or it could be uh, Zach, you know what I'm saying? So, reports are that Mac is taking all first team reps this week. Oh, uh, girl. Well, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I don't think they're going to put Zach Wilson in a lot of compromising situations. They know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say they know Bill Belichick. I don't think you can actually, you know, know Bill Belichick. But they know that he'll have something cooked up. Um, I think that the, I think they'll just get off by their defense. So going with the New York Jets, show me something, man. Don't disappoint me. I would have loved to take the Jets if Brees was still playing. I, I think, think James Robinson's going to have like a hot game. I don't even know I'm if he'll know the playbook. Like he just got there. Like I don't think he needs to. I think they might I just mean, put James him in on goal line. And just let Michael yeah, Carter a lot of goal line situations or put him in the red zone a lot. I think he's going to feast there. I don't know. Like the coldest line I think I've ever heard. You know, complimenting Bill Belichick with Sam Darnold said, "Like I'm seeing ghosts. Like I've never heard that." And like I think he's going to have Zach Wilson in the same predicament so that that was a game that i looked at and i was like ah maybe cool i was like they got sauce Gardner, but then i was like wait a minute the patriots don't even care about passing the ball like they just want to run with ramondre and harris like 24 7 so i stayed away from that but um my upset pick man i wanted to go with the monday night right i wanted to take the commanders over the colts and that'll just be the upset taylor heineke versus sam elliger the quarterback toilet bowl if you will but, Hold on, that's the Monday night game? No, yeah. no. 
Oh, oh no, God. Packers I was about Bills to say. Oh, no, the, the Monday night game. Is, the Monday night game is Browns Bengals. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, no way. <laughs> it was. Oh, so it's four twenty-five. Sorry, it's a four twenty-five game. It's Commanders Colts. I'm I'm used to them in a one o'clock window. So oh my God. Up there, I thought they were in prime time. I was like, whoa. All right, my bad. So, anyways, pivoting off. I'm not picking them though. I am actually going to go against both of your locks, and I am taking the Rams off of a bye week. Over the 49ers. McVay, mm. look, my Kyle Shanahan has Kyle Shanahan has apartments <laughs> in Sean McVay's head, right? But I just feel like he's just gonna freaking get it done this time, man. Like the Rams have been embarrassing to start this year <laughs> off. Say, just, they're but they're ass. catching the Niners at a good time. Like the Niners aren't like looking as invincible as they were. Right. And yes, they got CMC now. So it's like they're still trying to work him into the offense and they got Debo. I don't want to say they have too many mouths to feed, but you have Jimmy G having to make the decisions of who to get the ball to. And I just I just think this Rams team, they're they're not they're tired of being embarrassed. So I'm going to take the Rams is my upset. It is risky. But if I recall last week, I called Jets over Denver and I called KC. So I'm riding on a hot streak. And I hope to keep that going. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say I'm not mad at it. I guess I'm not mad at it. But, I mean, it's a one uh, and a half, so it's, it's yeah, almost a pick in yeah. general. But I don't know. I, like, this Rams team, it's just so unpredictable. Like, they're good. They're not good. They're, they're bad. Matt Stafford is only throwing to the white guys. And then, like, all of a sudden, Allen Robinson has a pop-off game. Like, it's it's weird. Like, Cam Akers, is he on the trade block? Is he not? Is he playing? Is he even still with the team? Like, we don't know, really. But I think through a little bit of that adversity, I think that defense can still do something to Jimmy G that will throw him off. I fully expect this game to be a bunch of field goals, though. I think if they can figure out how to scheme Christian, once they figure out how to scheme Christian McCaffrey well with Debo Samuel on the field at the same time, that's going to be insane. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's gonna, but Debo's nicked up right now, so it's gonna be heavy CMC this week, I think. Yeah, I don't know. George Kittle's looking good. Kittle oh. is looking good for once. I almost dropped him in my fantasy league because the first like four weeks he was a blocker. I was just like, what is going on here? Um, yeah, I I want the Rams to actually just win. I think I think there's more of me just wanting the Rams to win, going against conventional wisdom, like completely. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of Matt Stafford right now. I'll put it that way. I don't mind the Rams players. They still have two of my favorite players in the NFL. That's Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So I do me. love Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen's taking a step back. He's not the same fearsome Jalen like he was in the years past. Like ever since he got that huge contract, I feel like he's kind of like I don't know. I don't know if he's a Rams uniform. Does he look smaller? Like I don't. I don't know what's going on. To be honest with you. I don't know. I, I get the same feel. I don't it's think like he's I, I think he's bigger like, I, actually. I, I think it's, he's not as loud and he's not as you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, like like this year we've all, the most. I love we him. used Even to see year. him. Yeah, we used to see him in everybody's face ever since Mike Evans and last year with the with the playoffs and he caught that touchdown on him. I feel like his confidence just went out. Like we saw him catch the what the game ceiling interception. Mariota threw it earlier this year, but ever since then it's just been like. 
where where you at? Like you just getting turned around by every wide receiver in the NFL. Right I wasn't even impressed by that. I mean, it was a cool, you know. But Jalen Ramsey was so hype, and I was like, "What? Like yeah. it's Mariota? Like this? Yeah, you didn't I pick up Patrick Mahomes or something?" Like I mean, that, who am right? I to say I'm not impressed? But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> a guy with a podcast. Yeah. That? <laughs> a That's guy. who we are. <laughs> well, shoot, uh, Ronnie. I mean, how how you how you feeling? How you looking? You like you like a set of uh, picks upset? I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm I'm trying to get into the swing of this NBA season as well. Getting them picks going tonight was a good night for the picks. You know, Bucks won, Jazz won, uh, Timberwolves won. All covered. Hey, my magic is in the Victor sweepstakes. That's all I can ask for. Hey, in the Victor sweepstakes with Paolo killing so. Exactly. Yeah, but magic, the magic though, the last thing they need is a tall guy. They need a point guard. Like, I mean, don't be, I guess Victor's the exception, but honestly, like, if I was the magic, I would damn near rather have Scoot just for their specific roster. Like, I give me got, Victor. I mean, I, I get it. I'm just Victor. saying, like, I, I would rather damn near have Scoot just in terms I just, of just feel it. Well, because like, you still have Fultz and he's unreliable. You still have Fultz. Fultz. He's still. Stop, 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 stop. He's on a contract. I'm, just, I'm not saying, like, he's better than Scoot. I'm not saying that. Not he's not going to play. I'm gonna say stop. I'm saying he's under contract. We have Scoot, okay. we have Cole, we have Jalen. What do you mean you have Scoot? You have what? They have Who too cares? many projects at point guard, man. They gotta figure Scoot, that out. They Scoot Henderson that out. is not a project. Scoot Henderson is not a project. Scoot Neither Henderson is Victor. Come in. Neither is Victor. Okay, that's fine. But I, will, saying, I will gladly move Wendell Carter to power forward and Paolo to small forward and then and Franz play, Wagner to shooting Victor. guard. No, Franz can. He needs to be on the second unit and what? run that. Right. See, you're and, no, no, I'm telling that for sure. You're losing me. No, I'm telling you this. <laughs> Watching them now, right? Franz dominated when he didn't have another big that handled the ball. Him and Wendell Carter was poetry. Now Bro, Franz Paolo is so nice. And Franz no, Franz is dead nice. I took tonight. first of all, I took him over Paolo in our fantasy basketball league. You forget that? Like I know Franz is nice, but he needs free range. With guys that aren't bums, because right now Paolo is taking the Franz role in Orlando, and Paolo is doing a lot of the sh- the creating and stuff, and that's cool, that's right? But I like Franz when he knows I like the Hito Turkaloo role. Like I'm that guy with the ball. I'm not dribble handoffing with Paolo and man. Hito Turkaloo still started. That's all I'm saying. Correct, and, but Hito Turkaloo didn't have Paolo Bancaro also in the starting lineup. He had spot up shooters and Dwight Howard. I mean, he had Vince Carter, but nonetheless, we're not going to relive the glory years of the fucking Orlando Magic. Uh, <laughs> why, why do we have, you brought it up. I'm just no, saying you brought up Hito Turkle. You brought up <laughs> I'm Hito saying Turkle. we're in the Victor sweepstakes. I don't give a fuck about the Victor sweepstakes, okay? <laughs> no, you brought up Hito Turkle. We're not, we're talking about oh, this year. Oh, always making about the Magic somehow. I didn't make it about the Magic. Oh, my gosh. Look, first, <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting hate. Left and right this pod. Left and right. He's the only person in Merlin who always want to talk about the Orlando Magic. The fucking Orlando Magic. Magic back when they had when they had four 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 out one in of the magic invented that yeah <laughs> I'm just Mikhail Petrus yeah yeah I mean uh, Courtney it, Lee Mikhail Petrus stop you're just bringing stop, me back stop, to when we were dominant man oh, <laughs> all I'm saying is if the magic got scoot and got the number two pick they would be just fine correct because uh, I mean, either way even if you get Wimbenyama you need a point guard bad. Correct. I was just saying, look, it's hard to move Markel Fultz, and he just signed a three-year deal. Man, just like move, Jonathan Isaac. They're move, both in John Hopkins 24-7. I know it, but but 
We can't move them. Like, I, we've been trying to trade Terrence Ross for like three years. No one wants this guy. Like, <gasps> it's nothing we can do with some of these guys, man. We just got to let them play it out. Yeah, well, either way, I need my Spurs to start getting on that tanking and winning. And I like Cole, first of all. Cole all right, enough of the magic. No more magic. No more magic. <laughs> you want to talk about the Spurs and you mad at me about the magic? Yeah, I, I want some oh, diversity. At least. Let's talk, talk about, about the Dallas Mavericks. Too. Let's talk about please. diversity. We please. have the most Europeans in the league. Y'all want to talk you about mean the Lucas, the Dallas Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dallas, Dallas team. It's the Dallas yeah. Luca. Christian nah, Wood was a good move, but yeah, Dallas ain't about to be on. Now nah, he needs to start. That's the problem. I mean, he closes, he closes the that game. That's that's all that matters. He finishes. Now nah, he needs to start, bro. Like nobody else can put up points. I mean, he's only getting like 24, 25 minutes a game, and he's averaging like twenty six points a game. He needs to start. But, I mean, I agree, but Jason Kidd, by loyalty, man, Dorian Finney-Smith, he's a starter. I mean, JaVel McGee shouldn't be starting. I'd rather put Christian Wood at the five. And then you, you know, get so. dunked on. <laughs> you have zero <laughs> rim protection at that point. I mean, Dwight Powell's supposed to be there, too. As a oh, we got Maxi. We got Maxi. I like Maxi. He can get some blocks. That oh, Dwight Powell's Kleber trash. had a good block last uh, last game, though. Yeah. I saw Not, that one. I was Maxie, like, oh, he look get some Kleber. blocks. Look at he good. And then he can shoot some threes too. Max is good. Uh, I'm not gonna say good. He's cool though. <laughs> Walk that right on back. Yeah. <laughs> said, hold on now. Hold on. Put, put nah, let's talk about your Spurs, huh, Ronnie? I mean, What's there's up? nothing to talk about. All I said is I want them to lose more. That's it. Are y'all getting the 15 games and then Pop's gonna turn on the old tank switch? You gotta That's throw what we need. Uh, Daddy to go tell Adam him. Silver off the trail. Yeah, by the oh, Devin, Devin. What's Pop's that? end game, bro? Like. He's just hey, trying man. to throw He's Adam Silver off the tracks. trail, man. He's, throwing <laughs> He's like, we're going to play hard as hell for like 15 games. And then after that, oh, Keldon Johnson, sorry, Hammy. Devin Vassil. Hey, Devin Vassil's already injured. Facts. We're already starting. We couldn't we already beat the Timberwolves once. Definitely not beating them yeah, twice. Yaka Pirtle. Here you go, Lakers. You want that? Give us Russ. We'll give us the picks, and you can have Yaka. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. It's it's super early. It's not. I don't have too many takes to be honest in terms of NBA. It's five. I just in. want Primo to get more minutes. I love Primo. Well, I know makes, he's a that, he's a that headache. Makes, I love Primo. I, I love Primo. Primo and like Anthony Simons have been like my two young boys in the NBA that I just want to see get like thirty minutes a game. I could only hope and dream that Primo's even half of Anthony Simons. Dang, <laughs> he's only like nineteen. Like. Well, yeah, I hope one day, five years from now, he can be good because it's not <laughs> happening anytime soon. I like Primo, man. I mean, look, he's cool, I guess. I remember I remember, I was at the Phoenix uh, Spurs game in Phoenix, and I saw him on the bench. I was like, oh, who's this towel boy that they have? I was like, he's he's like 16 years old. He's getting up shots with teenagers. And then he subbed in. I was like, oh, shit. What the – like, what is this 16-year-old doing on the court? It, it's crazy how young he looks, man. Yeah, he yeah he does have that baby face, but all right, enough NBA. I'm not trying to get too deep in the NBA anyway. Uh, well, maybe maybe we'll we'll have some NBA talk once it gets to like Christmas. Yeah, uh, we're all in the same league together, so we're all watching it. We're all that's true. Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all now, my fantasy team is pretty good. Well, you traded fucking Lamelo. Yeah, the sucker and got baby got Lamelo. Yeah, I got I got I just had to get one sucker to get Lamelo off my hands. And uh, we're good to hey, go. The guy you traded, Lamelo, he really loves Lamelo, though. He's good. like, I can't wait for him to come back. I was like, fam, I think Charlotte's tanking this year. Like, I mean, Lamello I mean, he'll he'll come back. He'll play eventually, but like, then he won't be playing again. So, yeah, I'm about to say it's hella turnovers. They bench him every fourth quarter. Like, it's it's a weird experience with Lamelo. 
facts. I just picked up Bowl Bowl. I'm telling you, my team is looking. I love Bowl Bowl. See, and then you tell them, tell me the magic is track. Come on, man. Come on. Damn, Bowl Bowl had ten rebounds. Bowl Bowl has been cooking. He is yeah, officially the planet Mo Bamba. I'm gonna say he's like, yeah, he's like Mo Bamba on. Mo Bamba sucks. Mo Bamba yeah. does suck. He's a fucking yeah. seven foot <laughs> point guard with a broken three pointer. Like he, he just got a song. Nothing. That's the only thing. Going for. Fucking hate <laughs> Mo Bamba, man. I was mad when we took him. Yeah, he's kind of ass. But Bo Bowles, yeah, Bo Bowles, everything Mo Bamba wishes he was. Bo Bowles legit. It, but, but Bo yeah, Bowles also hey, thinks he's a guard. Like, he was actually yeah. trying to shake people. And that's why they didn't give him no minutes in Denver. He actually Yo, took Evan nice. Mobley to the hole a couple times. With, like, no, when he, was at Oregon, when he was at Oregon, he was nice. I, I thought he was going to, like, be good. Like, be, I guess, like, a, what, what people think Chet Holmgren is going to be or whatever, who I also think is going to suck. But either way. Uh, no, I like I like Bowl. I'm just waiting yeah. for the Jonathan Isaac return. Maybe Fultz. We'll see. We'll waiting see. for the Jonathan fucking Jonathan Isaac. Isaac hasn't played a basketball game since he was 23. He turns 26 this year. Yeah, so just let Shit him fucking. crazy. And I the Magic gave him a max him. contract. I we can't believe y'all him after the bubble. I can't believe y'all did. And, like, with no provisions or anything, it just gave him money. Just right here. He broke his knee in the bubble, and he said, here you go. Continue your book tour with the uh, Alex Jones or whoever, whatever he's doing. <laughs> Hey, hey man, he's on Jesus. It's it's the Jesus one. It's not Alex. <laughs> I hear that. He said, "I don't need no vaccine. I have Jesus." Hey, Trump said he has Jesus too. So <laughs> it's not. He was like, "I think it was. It wasn't DNA. It was USA in my veins." <laughs> hey, Trump. Trump had Trump. Had, Trump had some lines. I give him that. That's a bar, son. He's I, a comedian. He wasn't a president. He's a he's a fucking stand up comedian. Yeah, he had some bars. I'll give him that. But all right, y'all, we're getting into Trump talk. Time to go. Yes, <laughs> we'll be back next week with the locks, the picks. Upsets. And I'll we're apologize to Shador Sanders next week. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. He, he caught a stray for no reason. I'm yeah, sorry. Right. Not at all. He, <laughs> you know he listens to this drum too, bro. They're going to post me on Jackson State, Mississippi's board like, this <laughs> podcaster doesn't believe in us. And then they're going to play Young Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, y'all. All right, fam. <laughs>